The preceding message is brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Stay tuned after this message for more information about Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Speak to our hearts this morning. Help us one and all. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed and we have worshipped. And the people of God shouted a loud amen. Glory, glory, glory be to God. Help me welcome your neighbor to your left and to your right. Happy New Year once more to them. Celebrate them. And prophesy over them one more time. It is your year of new things. In the name of Jesus. Let's get into the word of God. Um, we are teaching on several fronts. Several fronts. Um, if you belong to any church, it's important that you learn to plug yourself into what the Spirit is saying to that church through the angel of that church. Um, that's the message Jesus brought to them in Revelation. So important. So I'm going to try and touch a few bases of things we've been emphasizing. We started preparing for the year end since last October. The year end has come and gone now and we've come into the new year. And we are bringing that dimension of our teachings to a close gradually. The goal was for every one of us to finish well and to start strong. Um, the finish well aspect of the teachings is no longer relevant as it were for now, particularly when we are looking at things from a year-end perspective. But the start strong part, which is a big part of what I'm going to be teaching from today, is most important. Glory be to God. Learn to start strong to improve your chances of finishing well. It doesn't mean that if you start strong, you will automatically finish well, no. And it doesn't mean that if you don't start strong, you can't finish well, no. But it's an added advantage, particularly in these days that it seems time is traveling faster. When I was younger, at least as far as I can remember, one year used to take a while. These days, one year is like three months now. Before you blink your eye again, it will be the end of 2019. Then the 2020 that we've been talking about, by the way, they've stopped talking about 2020 in Nigeria. <laughs> when he said, looking like, ah, we're not going to realize our goals. Gradually, the government just started keeping quiet. Nobody's saying Vision 2020 again. Year 2000, they were shouting 2020. And because they did not do what they needed to do between 2000 and 2020, it's now obvious that 2020 is not going to happen. That will not be your story in Jesus' name. Yeah. And this is why things like knowing how to start is important. Start strong. I hope you have started 2019. Today is the 13th. I read one funny joke. I think I should start with that. I should put that as part of my introduction. Said anybody that has not started 2019 now and does not come back, is not doing Christmas anymore. He doesn't have transport. <laughs> <laughs> if you decode the message, 
Anybody that says, that, well, I'm still doing Christmas in the village. You know, this is 13th. You're not doing Christmas anymore. You don't have transport money to come back to Lagos. Say the truth. <laughs> Christmas is over, sir. I call them, make sure you remove all the Christmas decorations before Sunday, before someone starts getting deceived. I mean, Christmas as in Christmas celebration. No, it's over. New year is over. Today is starting. The new year has started. If you've not started your 2019, please start. Some people are still living in the past. The failure of last year. The failure of five years ago. That is still what is directing and guiding and controlling their life. I break such yoke over any life here in the name of Jesus. Start your life afresh. Stop living in the past. 2018 is gone now. Fact. January 1st to January 12th, 2019 is gone. It's gone. There's nothing you can do about it again. So don't let something good or bad that happened yesterday be what is driving your life now. Can I hear somebody shout new things are driving my life now? Forget the former things, so they have come to pass. That's what God told us in that text, Isaiah 42. Forget the former, the former things have come to pass. Now I'm telling you of new things. Tap your neighbor and say, start, 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 start. And like our teaching and our prayer theme is saying, it's not even enough to just start. Start strong. Start right. A year now is like a hundred meter dash. A slow start, most likely you will not finish well. You probably will not win the prize. The people that will usually win the, is the, the athletes train so well to start very well out of the blocks. Because it's a short journey. It's a short journey. Glory be to God. Particularly for those of us that are now in our 40s and things like that. You don't have all the time in the world any longer. I told all of us yesterday, now that Kingsword has started the new, for those of us that are in our middle ages, it's a major, major message from heaven. And the way God told Dr. K to start that movement for us in Kingsword is a major message. The church that used to run the apostolic center that they gave us in Chicago, God said, we, I took it from them because they didn't connect to the new generation. And you yourself are not getting any younger. Start a new kind of churches. Young pastors in their 20s and early 30s. They should, that, those are people that should pastor it. That is God telling you again, if you are older, which is most of us in the leadership of this church, you are not as young as you are. Time must be a valuable resource for you. Is it okay if I speak the truth in love in this kind of place? Or you want me to come and start lying and be giving you fabu? I'll be just telling you things that will make your head swell and dance. And you'll be shouting and shouting and shouting. No. Speak the truth in love. Start strong. Start strong. Glory be to God. And the core of what we are teaching is how you can start strong. Now, remember the things God told us for the year end. This is the aftermath phase of our supernatural convention. Every convention God speaks to his people is the people sometimes that don't hear the voice of God. By the way, that's a major part of my message this morning, hearing the voice of God. 
So one of the things that will help you a lot in these remaining days and weeks to start this new year, which is a way we are going to close the last year and the former years, is to go to your supernatural 2018 messages and hear and hear the things God spoke to you, particularly out of what God spoke to the entire church. Gather everything heaven has released for your life. Forget the former things. God said, I'm declaring new things. God has declared new things, so can I hear a loud amen? amen. You need to gather them. Gather them. Gather them. Glory be to God. Gather them. Hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches. I told you at the crossover service, your most valuable asset as a Christian is your faith. Your believing God, believing what God says. That's how God deals with us. God is not going to appear in flesh and blood any longer. He has done that once and for all through the coming of Jesus. And it was just for a sliver of time. In the story of humanity, just 33 and a half years. Before Jesus came, people were required to live by their faith. Even while Jesus came, though they could touch him physically and things like that, they could, I mean, people like Thomas, ah, I won't believe until I see. I won't believe until I feel. He had the privilege of putting his hand inside the hole and touching his side. But even after he felt and he saw everything, Jesus he told him, blessed are those that believe without seeing. That I'm here for just like three and a half years doesn't mean you should not change the pattern I'm going to use to deal with humanity. You are going to have to believe what I say. How you feel is not the issue. Who your president is is not the issue. The circumstances around your life are not the issue. Don't know that those things cannot be pressing, no. But my friend, if you want to walk with me, I am God Almighty. I am spirit. You don't see me, sir. You don't feel me. Sometimes you may not even understand me. You may not even like what I'm saying. But, believe me. That's how you do God. You just believe what has God said. It's a year of new things. I believe. I may not feel you, but I believe. And as long as I can believe well, glory be to God, I will soon start feeling the new things. I will soon start wearing the new things. I will soon start tasting the new things. But if belief is taken away, eh, that's what they said last year, eh, well, bless God, that's what we said last year, and some of us believed it, and we're enjoying it now. Your faith is your most valuable asset. What has God said? So you sit down with what God said. That's why messages of our conventions, messages of your pastor, you hear them and hear them. Until faith begins to come. Until you begin to see. A big part of faith is seen. The aftermath season is coming to an end. Gather everything God has done. It's not that God has not done anything. No. Someone said, I'm not seeing it. Hey, then maybe you should start doing what we are teaching in church. And living what we are teaching in church. Because some of us are seeing it too. Some of us are enjoying it. Some of us are manifesting it. Some of us are living it for years, for decades. 
I'm so confident about teaching these things because like John said in 1 John 1, these are things we have tasted. These are things we have handled. These are things we have seen concerning the word of life. And we are sharing them with you so that you too can have joy like we have joy with the Father. Thank God for that privilege. I remember when I started pastoring. I, I will never forget that day. I can't, it was still my first pastor was at Alagbado Church. Then I was teaching this. This is the first time I was now pastoring. I was a senior pastor, not associate pastor. They're sitting down. And as I was teaching it, it just I saw it in the eyes of people. This thing you are saying, pastor, we can't see it in your life. We didn't have any children then. So to be preaching fruitfulness, even though I believed it, we didn't have children then. But thank God now I'm not preaching fruitfulness from a perspective of whether I'm still looking for children. We have seen it. I'm not telling theories. Some of us have that privilege. We have seen God bless us financially. It's not a story. We have seen God bless us with good health, good marriages, good children. And I thank God for that. That which our eyes have seen, that which we have handled concerning the word of life. Somebody say, my faith is still my greatest asset. And you build the faith. You take what God has given you. The Bible says in Romans 12, God has given everyone the measure of faith. And you build it. You make it robust. I pray for you again. May your faith in 2019 be greater, stronger, more robust than it was in 2018. Because that's how you receive what God has given. And God has given. God has given. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Our theme in our pursuit this month and going forward till God gives us another theme is more than conquerors. That's what we are praying. That's what we are trusting God for. You are not a failure. Can I hear a loud amen? amen. And you will never be a failure amen. if you are in Christ. In all these things, Paul said in Romans chapter 8, we are more than conquerors. You will overcome in 2019. The light and the wisdom it takes to overcome whatever mountains may come your way, you will see it and you will walk in it in the name of Jesus. So dive into God, dive into the things of God to know what it takes to overcome. Because you are not going to have a year without challenges. But bless God, you are more than a conqueror. Amen. Let me get into the main message of how we can start strong. And we've themed this in the beginning. And the core is for everyone. Can I hear somebody say that includes me? To know what to do in the beginning. This is the beginning of another year. How should I handle the beginning phase of this year? How do you handle the beginning phase of your life? How do you handle the beginning phase of your marriage, your career, your business? What should be done in the beginning? Glory, glory, glory be to God. The Bible is always a good reference. And I love the way the book starts. In the beginning, God. And that is the main key there. 
starts with God. That's so simple. Ah! Like I always say, it takes a devil to misunderstand it. In other words, when someone, particularly someone that's been to church, is not starting with God, I can categorically say there's a devil at work on his life. It's so simple. Start with God. God should be in the beginning. So this is the principle we teach in church. I've been teaching this for years now. God first. Mainly what I want to share with you over the next few weeks is understanding first principles. The Bible is full of first principles. And learning to live your life with first principles. What you do in the beginning matters. How you handle the beginning matters. Glory be to God. It can affect what happens during the rest of the journey. I mean, you want to go to Ibadan. Glory be to God. And instead of going to Lagos Ibadan Express Road, which other road is opposite Lagos Ibadan Express Road? You go on Badagri Road, and you say you are going to Badon. You will never get there. And God forbid, that's how some people live every year. They start on the wrong road, and they continue going. I, I, I struggled a lot with sharing this. A very dear friend called me yesterday. And I mean, I was so blessed. And in our conversation, I found out that more bottom line person was saying, God just helped that this year, that for the last, the last five years, he has just been making all manner of mistakes. But thank God, God gave her breakthrough this year. Glory be to God. And for the first time, she has now seen the mistake. And she's now trying to amend her ways. You can't start wrong and expect to finish right. And I tell you, if you're not starting with God, you're on the wrong road. Start with God. Hallelujah. So I ask you very plainly, we don't teach these things to condemn. We teach you to correct how have the first 13 days been? Can you sincerely, categorically, undeniably, before God, say, God, I've used the book of these 13 days with you? It's either a yes answer or a no answer. If it is no, correct your way, sir. That's what this sermon is for. There is still time to start in 2019. I mean, please examine your life. All the things I teach at the beginning of the year are important. Last year, we stressed examining your life. Two years we stressed ago, where is your life like this? Three years ago, we started our market. All those things are still valid. How is it going? Examine how it is. Have I used, the, or have I been playing? No time for prayer. No time to seek God's face. No time in the word. No time of worship. That is head driving on Badagri, claiming you are going to Ibadan. But bless God, you can still turn around. Hallelujah. And please, don't use five years. Don't use five years on Badagri, claiming you are going to Ibadan. Somebody shout God first. God first. I'm going to go deeper in that, but let me quickly go to what I want to share today. Hallelujah. So I want to close. In the beginning, so I, I start with God. John chapter 1 verse 1. In the beginning was the word. So let's now break down what it means to start with God. 
And what we are saying there, there are many components starting with God, but start with the word of God. John chapter 1 verse 1. Let's read that text again. Hallelujah. I've been listening to a lot of ministers of the gospel, what pastors are teaching in different churches, different ministries, watching different people's conferences, listening to messages online mainly. And I just, one of the most profound things I saw and God had told me that is, nobody's teaching anything new. Please hear me very well. Nobody, there's no revelation that hit me like the first time I heard God wants to prosper me, that God has a plan for my prosperity. There's nothing new. There's nothing new. Nobody's teaching per se. You hear things like God loves you. You hear things like see God's face in fasting and prayer. You hear that. You, you hear walk in love. I mean, you, you hear, not, there's nothing new, sir. And God had told me that all through this year and season. Look, you don't need any new messages. One of the messages I shared with you, rather that's supernatural, about newness. When you hear the word new, you must define that word very well. 80%, permit me just for communication purposes, of what that word means is freshness. We are refreshing what you already know. We are not telling you anything different. There are three dimensions. If you study scriptures very well of the word new, number one is freshness. Telling you what you already know, but we are refreshing it again. Telling you what you already know, but you just need to hear it afresh again. The second dimension is something different. So there was an old covenant, and God retired the old, and then God brought the new. That's a dimension of newness. Something different. There was the law that guided the people. Then Jesus came, and when Jesus was going, God, Jesus gave us the Holy Spirit. That is now our guide. The law is no longer our guide. Different. Hallelujah. So the second dimension is something different. I found out that in most teachings, little different revelation. Little. I mean, what was the theme of Shiloh? This year, I listened to Bishop Edeko quite a lot. A lot. He's one of my favorite teachers. Dominion. They've been taking Dominion since forever. The foundation principle in their ministry is dominion. That's his message. Domi, David, the promises internationally. I mean, nothing new. The same thing he has been teaching for the last 35 years. So the newness anyone is going to get is a, look, God gave me this formula. 80% is refreshness. 10% is something different. Yes, somebody may get a different car, a different house, a different job. But may you not get a different wife, oh? Particularly if you're happily married. And bless God, may you not have a different God in 2019. Uh -huh. You know, you just, just refresh your work with God. <laughs> or does somebody want another God? Ah, God has failed me. 2019, I'm going for Shongo. <laughs> Friend, you just need to refresh your work with God. The third dimension is something uncommon. That's what God was talking in Isaiah 43. I will build road in the wilderness, rivers in the desert. I get to that. So three dimensions of newness. 
So please, don't turn off when we are reading scriptures you have read before. That's where I'm going. God told me this yesterday. He said, some people have not been blessed from Psalm 23 in a long, long time. Because the moment you say Psalm 23, I've read it before. That's why your life is like this. Read it again. There's a light in that Psalm you have never seen before. That will make your life new in 2019. So when we say John 1, 1, I already know this, you've turned off. No, you don't understand what we're talking about. The bulk of newness is refreshing. You should read it as if you have never read it before. Open my eyes to what I've not seen before. Let me get something fresh. That will change my life. Because, sir, we are not going to give you another Holy Ghost in 2019. So if the only newness you want is different, you will get just 10%. May that not be your portion in Jesus' name. May fullness be your testimony this year in Jesus' name. And we are not going to part the Red Sea every year. We have the power to do it. In fact, we have power to do more. But sir, we are not going to part the Red Sea every year. There are uncommon things. Usually they happen once in a lifetime. Or once in entire human history. I doubt whether God will ever part the Red Sea physically again till Jesus returns. So if you are waiting for uncommon, uncommon, you may never see anything in your life. Yes, God does the uncommon. God does the unusual. You should believe God for it. But it doesn't happen every day. Jesus only fasted 40 days once, recorded in the Bible. Moses only fasted 40 days three times. It's not by force you must fast 40 days every year. Not that there's anything wrong with people doing it too. I don't know what God told them. Learn to refresh old things. Read familiar scriptures. Pray the same prayer again. Ephesians 1, 15 to 22 is still transforming lives. Lord, enlighten the eyes of my understanding. I have prayed it ten times. Sir, you've not started there's a revelation in that prayer you've not encountered yet. John chapter 1 verse 1. If you are still here, shout a loud amen. amen. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God. We are talking about how to begin with God. Begin with the word. You can't see God physically. But my brother, my sister, you have a physical Bible or an electronic Bible like my own. That you can see and you can read and you can meditate on. You have a prophetic word that has been spoken over your life. 2019 shall be a year of new things. Begin with that word. In a bit to begin with God. As your strategy of putting God first. What has God told me? In his word, written word. In his prophetic word. That the prophets that I have submitted to. That he has put over my life. The pastors that have submitted to. What are they saying? That God said they should say. Let that guide and drive the way you live your life. That's how you do God first. It's not complicated. Oh, hallelujah. In the beginning was the word. The word was with God. The word was God. He was in the beginning with God. 
and note what we are talking about in the beginning. All things that are now new were made through him. And without him was nothing made that was made. No word, no new thing is going to be made. I can tell you that from January 13th. So don't wait till January 20, December 31st and you now start feeling disappointed because nothing new came out of your life. Which word are you holding on to, sir? Oh, hallelujah. Can I speak the truth in love? Only three people are interested. I said, can I speak the truth in love? I want you to answer. Look me in the eye and answer. Can I speak the truth to you in love? Truth, no word. No new thing. So when I tell you, go and sit down with your supernatural 2018 messages, you better do it, Sal. Not that they are not talking to me. <laughs> I'm talking to you. Let me look at your neighbor and say he's talking to you. Because you begin with God with his word. Because all things are made by his word. In him was life. I pray over you. Life will be your portion in 2018. Death will be far from you in 2018. Sickness will be far from you in 2018. Poverty will be far from you in 2018. Barrenness, shame, reproach will be far from you in 2019. When I say 2018, you know I'm meaning 2019. I'm renewing my mind. 2019. Because in the word that has been written for us, and that has been spoken to us, and that has been revealed to us is life. Look, death will come. Oh. Let me tell you this. If I let me tell you, I woke up this morning and I saw a vision of death. I tell you, was it this morning or yesterday? But I responded with, "The thief comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy." But I am come that you may have life. You will be challenged. So you begin with the word. Hallelujah. So you'll have enough life to swallow up death. You will live long in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. So the life of 2019 is where? Eh? And remember this abundant life. The, the, the life of 2019 is where? First of all, the new things of 2019 are in the world. <clears throat> Are you with me? The life of 2019 is where? So no word, no life. Your marriage will not die this year. Your career will not die this year. But please understand my English coming from my spirit. Start with the word. Oh, hallelujah. I need to move because of time. Verse 4. In him was life, and that life was the light of men. So it's not just life in the world. What else is in the world? Light is in the world. I don't know what to do. I'm feeling depressed. I'm feeling sad. I'm not encouraged. I can diagnose your problem, sir. You don't have word. No, you are not. You are feeling depressed, but you are not depressed. You are wordless. Take time. Plenty time in the world. Ah, I don't like reading the Bible. We are listening to tape. I don't like listening to tape. You have a problem. 
Me, I don't understand some people. You can't pray in the morning. You can't pray in the afternoon. You can't pray at night. You can't pray during the week. You can't pray in the weekend. And you can't even pray on Sunday morning. You have a problem. Somebody needs to tell you the truth in love. What else is left? It's morning, afternoon, uh, um, evening, weekdays, weekend. It's another cycle. That's how you are going one year without prayer. And you are wondering why your life is like this. I know the answer. You are prayerless. I'm speaking the truth in love. God told me punctuate that with everything I gave you to say. Speaking, someone needs to tell you, you are a prayerless believer. That's why your life is like this. And don't wait five years to realize that prayerlessness is not going to get you anywhere. You don't have that kind of time. You are not in the new. Even the new doesn't have that kind of time. Ask them when they come for their service. Jesus is coming soon. So don't tell me you don't like reading Bible. Listen to it. There's audio Bible. Glory be to God. Just get the word into your life. Hallelujah. So that the new things, because everything is made by the word, can show up. You will have new things this year in Jesus' name. Yeah. So that life will be your portion this year in the name of Jesus. And so that light will be your portion. Man, I'm having the best life I've ever lived to date. This is 2019. I don't think I've ever enjoyed my life like I'm enjoying it now. I don't think I've ever enjoyed my marriage, my wife and my children like I'm enjoying them now. I don't think I've ever enjoyed my ministry like I'm enjoying it now. It doesn't mean everything is perfect, but that's not what guides me. The word guides me. Hallelujah. Let me quickly close. So tap your neighbor, start with the word. Start with the word. That is how to begin. What do I do in the beginning? Start with the word. Look at this text. Ah, I have two texts. Jesus is Lord. Anyway, I will go as far as I can go, then we'll continue on Wednesday. And that's a coded message for those that don't come for midweek services and don't care to hear what the pastor is teaching on midweek. Your business. You should respect God enough to make time to show up in his presence. After the Bible has said, do not forsake your gathering together like the manner of some. That some they're reading there is you they're talking about. Oh. You. That don't come when we gather. You are the one they're talking about. As the manner of some is, particularly as you see the day approaching. In other words, the more we get into the end times, there will be more reasons for people not to come to church when church gathers. And it's a wrong move. And we've done everything we can help everybody in this church, recognizing that, yes, sometimes people have genuine reasons, traffic and all that. But first of all, do everything in your power to be here. Glory be to God. And if you can't, connect by live stream. Ah, I can't watch live stream. I'm still at work. Watch the uh, on-demand later. It's on audio, it's on video. I'm speaking the truth in love. Amen. Matthew 19, I'm beginning to close. I'll just go as far as I can. But watch this text here. They came to meet Jesus. If you read from verse 3, they were having marital problems. And they will always have marital problems where they don't begin with the word. They will always have it. It's been there since Genesis. I mean, since Bible days. So they are asking that we want to divorce our wives. Because this marriage thing is not working. So 
Moses said we can divorce our wives. You see, they still wanted to continue with the old. See, with me, old things are passing away. They, they realized that Jesus had brought the new, the Holy Spirit. So he said to them in verse 8, please watch this. And God told me to tell everyone, this is one thing you should be careful about in the beginning. Because one of the things God does for you, like God did for that, my friend, that I said she realized that for the last five years she has been traveling on the wrong road in a particular area. God will bring light. And sometimes what light does is it points out your error. But some people don't want to change. They think they know better than God. So he said to them, Moses, because of the hardness of your hearts, permitted you to divorce your wives. That's what God said everybody should be careful of. As God begins to tell you, Pastor T, start praying like this. This year, start, when you start hearing the word, light will come. And when light comes, direction will come. Stop doing these things. Start doing these things. Be careful. Don't, don't have a hard heart. Are you with me? Don't have a hard heart. Um, Paul said it today. In the day of salvation, or in the book of Hebrews, harden not your heart. 2019 is your day of salvation. Can I hear a loud amen? amen? But when Jesus begins to tell you what to do in the beginning, don't harden your heart. Because how you start will matter a lot on how it's going to be in the future and how it's going to end. He said, you have hard hearts. That's your problem. He told you to divorce your wives because of the hardness of your heart. But from the beginning, it was not so. In verse 4, he told them, the same Matthew 19, he answered and said to them, Have you not read? He who made them at the beginning. So when we start seeing problems along the way, we should go back to the beginning and check how we were doing it at the beginning. That, that's what I'm trying to do in this series. In fact, what God gave me is to point you to people that did well in their life and at the end, in scriptures. And we should go and check what they did at the beginning that helped them to end well. And learn to do those first principles in our lives. Ah, you're having my problem. Go and check what God said at the beginning. He made them male and female. And for this cause, he said the man should leave his father and his mother and be cleaved to his wife. And the two shall become one flesh. And they were both naked and were not ashamed. Is that what you are doing in your marriage? Is that how you started your marriage? And you are wondering why I'm going, you have problems. Because you are not doing what they did at the beginning. You are not doing the first principles. And when they had that, rather than say, oh, Lord, we missed it. Help us to reconcile. They had hardened hearts. Who is it to be talking to us like that? I'm the son of God. I am the word of life. Glory be to God. So learn from people. Look at what they told us about Abraham here. This shall be your end in the name of Jesus. Genesis 24 and verse 1. Learn from people. One of the examples the Bible told us to follow is Abraham. 
Genesis 24 verse 1. Now Abraham was old and well advanced in age. In other words, he had come to the end of his life. But what was his testimony? The Lord God, the Lord had blessed Abraham in how many things? I can't hear somebody. The Lord has blessed Abraham in how many things? I prophesy over you in 2019, God will have blessed you in all things. At the end of your journey in life, God will have blessed you in all things. And we can trace that glorious end to how Abraham started. We can go to the beginning of Abraham's life. Like God told them, you are having marital problems. You are not seeing the blessings of God in your marriage. Go to the beginning. What did God say? God that instituted marriage. What did he say in the beginning? And start aligning your life to what God said. All these problems will disappear. You can look at an Abraham that it ended well for. Can I see somebody throw their hands up in the sky and say, Abraham's blessings are mine. mine. Do you know that's God's will for you? For it to end well with you? For you to be blessed in how many things? I admonish you by the Spirit of God, go to the beginning of Abraham. Isaiah 51 tells us the same thing. Hallelujah. Isaiah 51. From, if you read from verse 1 to verse 3, I won't have time, but look at verse 2. Look to Abraham, your father, your source, your beginning, and to Sarah that bore you, your mother, the womb from whom you came from. I called him alone, and I blessed him, and I increased him. So I'm going to close this morning by looking at three people that had glorious ends. That all of us want. I don't know anybody that doesn't want the kind of end Abraham had. That kind of end every year of your life. And ultimately when you are leaving this world. I want to look at Abraham. What did Abraham do in the beginning? What did Jesus do in the beginning? I hope Jesus is somebody's role model here. Talk to me church. Are you a follower of Jesus? Uh Please not in title indeed. And I want us to look at the apostles. And I'm going to close with that. We'll go deeper in all these things as we go on. We see Abraham's beginning in Genesis chapter 12. Verse 1. Genesis 12. Now the Lord had said to Abraham. Abraham had a word from God. In the beginning was the word. In the beginning God, in the beginning was the word. Hallelujah. That's how Abraham started his journey. Look at verse 4 very closely. And I pray for this dimension of grace to fall upon your life this morning. Somebody shout, I receive it. I pray that prayer again for someone that is not yet receiving. For this dimension of grace to fall upon your life this morning. Shout a loud, I receive it. I pray this grace upon you. Verse 4, verse 4. Look how Abraham began. We know how we ended. Let's study how we began. So... Abraham departed as the Lord had said. That's the secret there. That's the secret. It's not rocket science. And it's not difficult. What is God saying to me? Start with the messages they preach to you in church. And as you depart from the service, 
go as the Lord God has spoken, you will end well. End well. You will end blessed. You will be happy in your marriage, happy in your career, happy in your health, happy in your finances, happy with your ministry. When you go as the Lord said, I'm not saying there won't be challenges, but just go as the Lord said. I wish I had more time. Look at Jesus. I love what the apostles said about him. Acts chapter 1. I'm, I'm teaching you how to begin. Many people be, begin poorly. They don't begin strong. They don't start strong. What a start. Had, in fact, Genesis 2 said the Lord had said to Abraham. In other words, God had been speaking these things to him. Then in Genesis 12, he now finally came to the place where, you know what, I'm going to do what God has been telling me. We're going to study that a bit more on Wednesday. Oh, glory to God. And then he departed as God said. Man, by Genesis 13, he was a wealthy man already. By Genesis 24, he had been blessed in all things. The blessing of Abraham. Hear this, hear this very well, hear this very well. From Genesis, he's still speaking in 2019. I was watching a, a program on CNN yesterday. They said anti-Semitism is rising a lot in Europe. People that hate Jews. And they said the reason is that many people are still feeling like Hitler, that the Jews are too rich, are too powerful. They own all the banks and all that. So people are oppressing them again. Or 2019. May you have that kind of testimony. Yeah. That your children's children, that may not even be believers. Though. I mean, most Jews are not Christians. But the... He walked with God so much. How do you hear God to go and sacrifice your child and you go and do it? What kind of hearing and what kind of commitment to God is that? Some people can't come for midweek service. And God is telling you to sacrifice your child. And you have already killed the boy. Departed, as God had said. And that's how he lived. Departed, as God had said. He, he didn't say he didn't hear what God said. Came for the convention Heard what God said, leave your father's house, leave your mother, go to a place I will tell you. And he departed. In the beginning was the word. That's how to start. This thing is not hard. Hey! Glory to God. Look, look at Jesus. Acts one twenty one. Please, watch. I'm not preaching anything new per se. But I'm refreshing truths. Therefore, the apostles after Jesus had died and had resurrected, these men who have accompanied us all the time, the apostles were talking about Jesus here, that the Lord Jesus went in and out among us, beginning from the baptism of John. Oh, hallelujah. Let us pick one of them to take the place of Judas. They recognized that something started, like the Bible said in the ministry of Jesus after that encounter at John's baptism. So what did Abraham do in the beginning? He got a word from God and he did as God said. What did Jesus do at the beginning of his own ministry? He fasted and he prayed. It is not coincidence that any church under the heaven that I know that is serious, they are doing a fasting and praying program at the beginning of the year. We are not crazy. We know somebody we are following. And I don't know any serious believer on the face of this earth that is not fasting and praying at the beginning of the year. You are not serious if you are not doing it. I'm speaking the truth in love. Not serious. 
our master, our Lord, our Savior, when he recognized that the hand of God was starting something, went into the wilderness for 40 days and 40 nights to fast and pray. Who are you, sir, not to fast and pray? There's no church I know that is serious. I mean, people are doing 21-day program, 30-day program, 40-day program. Why will a believer not fast and pray? And you are saying you want to start with God. For we are, you are not starting with God. You are starting on your own. Fast and pray. Let, let me see. This is how God told me to tell you. This is what Jesus did. He fasted and prayed. But some people just fast because our church is fasting. No. Fast with purpose. So I want to say this to everybody. If after three days, first of all, don't go into the fast without a plan. We've taught this over and over. You say, I love the way we fast in our church. Every three days at the beginning of the year, Dr. K was talking to me two days ago. Get everybody to start getting ready for the month end fast in January. Hallelujah. Have a goal. God, I want you to direct me this year. I see that I'm having problems in my marriage. God, give me light in my marriage. Fast with a purpose. The Bible said Jesus went to the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. There was an intention behind the fast. He overcame the fast. So you should go into a fast with a goal. I've taught that a lot in this church. Fast and pray with purpose and an eventual outcome. It's getting quiet here. It feels like many of you did not do the fast we did last week. Now, I'm not here to condemn you. I'm here to correct you. We are still in the beginning of the year, my friend. Fast and pray. Except you have a medical excuse or something like that. But fast and pray. Who are you not to fast and pray? Where did you learn that kind of Christianity from? Or is this Shongo you are following? Even Shongo people fast and pray. <laughs> I think. I don't know them. But <laughs> I mean. There are some attitudes some Christians have. I don't know where they learned it from. I, I certainly did not teach them. Certainly did not teach them. Fast with a purpose and ensure you come out with an eventual outcome. Not that we do three days of fasting. You are still the way you were before we said the fasting. You have not fasted yet. So you go back to the fasting outline and refresh it. There is a secret in that thing that can help you. That like Jesus, you return in the power of the Spirit. After the fast, I had God give three things. This is what how you should run church this year. We're having pastors and leaders meeting after service. I mean, you come out with something. He returned in the power of the Spirit. We've been talking about his ministry for 2,000 years. You will have testimonies that will resound at the end of this year in the name of Jesus. Yeah. Fast with a purpose, return with something. I mean, these things are so simple. It takes a devil to misunderstand it. How do I start with God? Sharing three vital principles this morning. Number one, hear from God. And go as the Lord has spoken. Number two, fast with purpose. There is still opportunity to fast. We're going to do another three days as a church at the end of the month. You can do your own personal one here and there between now and then. We're having a marathon time of prayer. Saturday 26th. I hope you got that message in your chat group. Fast with a purpose, God. 
give me light. Give me direction. This thin mountain I've been going around for the last five years. Lord, this year, fast with a purpose. And come out with you. You will know when you've had God, sir. I mean, I know how to start running this church. I mean, I have my clear instructions. Glory to God. Do I still have any friends that want to hear the truth in love? My third case study is the apostles. And I will close with them. They also had a glorious start. Jesus was about to start the church and he told them, Luke 24, 49, Behold, I send the promise of the Father upon you, but tarry in Jerusalem until you are what? Huh? Endued with power from on high. This is what he told them in John chapter 14 from verse 16. John 14, 16, I will pray the Father and he will give you another helper. I have been your helper up until now. So this is newness when God gives you something different or replaces someone. Jesus is living, the law is living, and the Holy Ghost is coming. That doesn't happen every day. In fact, things like this are only going to happen once. So he told them, don't go anywhere until the Holy Ghost comes. Don't go anywhere. Don't start this church. Tarry until you're endued with power from on high. And in Acts chapter 2, we know what happened. The Holy Ghost came. I love what the Bible says. And they began to speak in other tongues. I love it. And they began. When did they begin? When the Holy Ghost came. What should I do in the beginning? Be empowered, be driven, and be led by the Spirit. These are three scriptural proof ways to start. That you will never, even with back you, you cannot fail. You start with a word from God. You know what God said. You, you, you waited on God in prayer and fasting and you had, God told me. I will tell you something the devil is afraid of. You, you hear that kind of thing in the place of prayer and fasting. You can't fail. Don't just start a year anyhow. Start with a word like Abraham. Start with times of purposeful fasting. Not religious fasting. Stay off food. Stay off things you need to stay off. Spend time with God. And come out with something. Don't say you have finished the fast and you don't know anything that you didn't know before. You have not fasted. You go into a fast and you come out of that wilderness. And you know you returned with something. There is no way that year will not be a glorious year filled with new things. Then you start with the Holy Ghost. Fill me up Holy Spirit. Anoint me afresh. You get a fresh anointing. I'm preaching with a fresh anointing this morning. You don't fail when you start with the beginning with things like this. And you don't need anything else. Glory be to God. These are scriptural, written in scriptural ways to start with God. And they are not difficult. Fill me up, Holy Spirit. And you pray in the spirit. And you do it the next day. And you keep doing it. You pray, God, give me a word. You are listening to those supernatural messages. As you are going to work. Coming back from work. Coming for prayer meetings. Waiting on God. Somewhere in the midst of those things, there will be a move from heaven. Hallelujah. 
He has set for the year. Is somebody that has not been doing things like this, are you ready to repent without hardness of heart? And someone that has been doing it, are you ready to do it afresh? Because Pastor T, you can fast better. You can hear from heaven better. You can get a fresher anointing. Rise on your feet this morning. Leave those hands to heaven. The preceding message was brought to you by King's Word Everywhere Nigeria. We are located at Kingsword Auditorium, Etel Avenue, behind NNPC Filling Station, First Bank Bus Stop, off Kudarat Abiola Way, Argun, Lagos. Email kmiafrica at kingsword.org. Telephone 234-810-00-00640.